0: Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Ohelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance.
1: And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, Practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance.
0: We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it.
1: Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Hello, we are back at Health Unfiltered Podcast. I am joined today by two special people. First, I've got my co-host, Dr. Robote, as I like to lovingly call him. What's up?
0: (laughs) Hello. What is up? I was going to say like happy Monday, but it's like Wednesday or something. So (laughs) that's how I am.
1: (laughs) It's Wednesday and it's the summer solstice when we're recording.
0: Oh, June 21st. It is. That's right. I actually (laughs) knew that.
1: Look at you. You're on top of it today. Yeah. (laughs) And we're also joined by a guest today. Kenzie, how are you?
2: Good, how
1: are you? Excited to be here. So much fanfare. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the clap. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. So I'm going to introduce Kenzie before we kick off our conversation, Kenzie is a passionate and transformational women's life and mindset coach who empowers women to break free from limiting beliefs and step into their full potential with a unique blend of subconscious mind work, breath work, facilitation, and clinical hypnotherapy. Kenzie guides women on a powerful journey of self-discovery and empowerment, helping them unleash their inner powerhouse and create a life they truly desire. I love it so glad you have a hell of a um, a bio it is right like i already feel like tingling inspiration through my body (laughs) i am and i've done some of your breath work and i love coming to your virtual breath work that's that has been really fun
2: Yes, that's like one of my favorite modalities. Somebody asked me on a different podcast last week, like if I recommended anything, I would say start if you could only do one thing, one modality, start with breath work because the shifts that happen and the transformation that happens during breath work is so impactful.
1: It is. It's so simple, too. It's like we don't need these crazy things. You don't need to go buy anything. It's just sitting with your breath, honestly. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's what I say, too, when I talk to people about just your normal breath, I'm like, what's awesome about it is it comes with you everywhere. Like, you always have your breath, right? We don't need fancy equipment or anything like that. Like, you always have your breath with you, and you can use that as a tool to, you know, de-stress and prep yourself for any situation.
1: I love it. Wow. So, Ro, I want to hear a check-in from you. How have you been?
0: Uh, I've been good. Yeah. No, things have been... uh. Well, I feel like, uh, what's new? Oh, we saw uh, Nicole a couple days ago. Shout out to one of the original three uh, of the Health and Filter podcast. Hello, Nicole. It's good seeing you. Um, And we're trying to look at houses and feel like I'm making, you know, I got engaged and like now I feel like my life is moving a thousand miles an hour and I'm like, oops, if I'd known that was (laughs) happening, I, I would have probably just pumped the brakes, but Things are, <laughs> things are good. Yeah, no. And I'm traveling to uh, Phoenix today for the MLB Combine. So, yeah, I'm, I've, I've got a lot of exciting things going on. Thanks, thanks for checking in. Thanks for asking, you know? You
1: know, I feel like you it's could use a good, good. check-in. <laughs>
0: yeah. What about you? How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I just got back uh, to home, in, which is cool to say, in Costa Rica. That's right. Um, it's been... Unusually hot, but I'm really grateful to be back. The fruit trees are popping. Rainy season is here. Everything is super lush. My nervous system has already like gone down eight notches <laughs> since I'm back in the jungle. Yeah. So everything is good. Everything so, is good. It's also
0: stressful being in the States, for sure. It's not like you went on, you need know, to go from like Costa Rica to a different paradise. You were go, go, go the entire time you were here, so
1: yeah I was really busy was, I wanted to see all my family who lives in two different states and then like I wanted to see friends and then also do just those fun things for me like get my hair done get new tattoos you know priorities yeah. <laughs> so I, it kept me really busy it kept me really busy
0: yeah it didn't come to Baltimore it's all good we want to talk about that um <laughs> that's another I, state <laughs> added <laughs> it to my I list.
2: <laughs> it's all the I East Coast it's <laughs> all the same thing you know <laughs> When you go home, it's not a vacation. Never. Like you are busy the entire time. Just plan yeah. to be exhausted when you leave. Yeah.
1: That's exactly what happened. I was like, I should have booked a flight to like I don't know Mexico after this for like yeah. a real vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Oh, How man. are you today, Kenzie? What's going on in your world? Are you doing anything special for summer solstice? Do you do any like rituals or routines? for
2: I that? don't. My life has been a little hectic lately, so I honestly didn't even know it was summer solstice. <laughs> Um. Uh, so nothing crazy for me. I try to, you know, meditate gratitude every day. So we'll be doing some of that, and maybe I'll just throw in a little extra for summer solstice. Nice. nice. Just yeah, staring into yeah. the
0: sun. Uh, it's <laughs> yes. Soak it in.
1: <laughs> Can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Well, we do have a question of the week, and I love that this question of the week can be answered by all of us here on the podcast and our different experiences. So the question of the week is, with a change in my role at work, life is extra hectic right now, and I struggle to stay on top of all my health goals at once. How can I still make things work during this crazy, busy transition time? I'm going to throw to you, Kens. first. What advice would you give?
2: Yes. So my first thing would be baby steps, and I tell this to everybody, no matter what it is, whether it's health or you have some other goal, but typically... Uh, as human beings, we will want to do everything at once. And we just want to <laughs> see that instant change, right. And so the example I always give is like, if you have if you want to get healthier, well, on Monday, you decide, I'm going to work out every single day, I'm going to eat super healthy, cut out sugar, eat two gallon or drink two gallons of water. And it's just not doable, because you're changing so many things at once that it feels overwhelming, and then you give up because it's too much. And so for me, it's always baby steps when you're ready to start the change, pick one little thing, make that change for a week. And then, you know, once that becomes consistent, add something else. And with that, I would say boundaries around your time. So if you Mm. are dedicating more time to yourself, and somebody's asking you to do something, you can say, no, you can set boundaries and um, prioritize your own well being first.
0: Love
1: that's it. a big one. Boundaries. Woo. Boundaries. Yeah, we could talk about that for hours. I just that could be, yeah, there. that could be like its own, <laughs> is, its own dissertation, <laughs> really. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay, Ro, is there anything crazy. you would add? Like what would you do if this was a client of yours for training?
0: Yeah, I think um, I, I just recorded a, a Snack Time episode on, on injury and like training around it, but it like kind of hits the same point um, where – I think when it comes to like it it's almost just what kenzie said but it's like having a clear intention of what it is that you're doing so if you are let's say you're like trying to lose weight for whatever reason during this hectic time it's like okay well what's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck is it going to be you know uh doing hours of cardio like probably not especially if you're like my life is so hectic but if it's like efficient training where uh things are quicker you're working a little a little harder so that like you get the intensity that you might have during a cardio session and maybe eating a little less like great but if you're um let's say your intention is like hey i know that the next three months or something are like time is going to be super limited then your goal then should be like just to work out to maintain things right and not just be like well fuck it you know we're no longer doing this so we're just gonna let all my stuff go so it's about picking what's important and then being like intentional about what you're doing and um you know really just kind of doing exactly what kendy said and what i sh- i'm sure you're about to talk about so
1: yeah. yeah i like that it's like sometimes the win is to maintain your progress mm-hmm. yeah. not yeah. necessarily move forward but just like hold the line yeah so that, that's that's good advice hold the line <laughs> 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 I like that. um for me, when when this happens, I I used to call these foundational habits. And I actually wrote in one of my client's notes the other day that this is your when shit hits the fan plan. I like uh, it. Because I was like, this oh, just, I you know, like has, makes it more fun when you're going through <laughs> the chaos. And I really was like, okay, what are the two to three biggest needle movers that are going to make sure – you're maintaining where you're at and you're, you have the resiliency to get through this and then we can bring in all those other pieces that are super important. And so, you know, a lot of the people I work with, it's healthy hormones and tax adrenals is like a big one. So, okay, what's easy and are things that are going to really support you still with those when we're, we have minimal time and energy to give. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, hydrate easy emotional support water bottle can come with you still eat every three to four <laughs> hours to support blood glucose levels, but don't be mad at yourself if it's not a perfectly balanced homemade meal, right? Yeah. That might just not be realistic, but you can still eat every three to four hours at minimum some carbs and protein and um, still prioritizing like daily check-ins like 10 minutes to yourself just to give yourself time, breathe, gratitude, practice, whatever it is that supports you. And that's her when shit hits the fan plan. So I think it's just a good reminder that we don't have to do all the things all the time, and it's always going to ebb and flow. I mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
2: like that. I like the emotional support water bottles. I'm like, I have mine right here. It comes <laughs> everywhere with me.
1: <laughs> I always have mine. Maybe that's I have why I like
0: abuse and leave mine alone. I'm like, ugh, but that's because that's the emotional support I need. Like, we forget you. <laughs> whatever
1: <laughs> your consistency across the board is really <laughs> really admirable uh, we do like consistency yes so. <laughs> exactly yes so today okay. we're gonna talk oh, go ahead sorry no
2: i was just gonna say um i like that you said too like it doesn't have to be perfect all the time i feel like one of the biggest things I see with my clients is the judgment of like, oh, I didn't do it. Oh, I'm the worst person ever. And it just like fuels this guilt cycle. Yeah. Um, so I really like to just say like, observe it, notice it that you didn't do it and say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do better. Because I think that is one of the biggest things I see where people just beat themselves up and then it keeps them stuck and keeps them not moving forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's that all or nothing mindset. I was just, it just got done giving a presentation about our detox pathways and like limiting our toxic exposure, no matter what we're talking about, it still applies. And I was like, look, you're never going to a hundred percent have perfection. Like no matter what you do, even if you lived in a bubble, it probably be made a plastic and you'd have issues, right? Like you just can't do that. So it's really about finding a balance and like just deciding Where you can move and be more malleable with your goals and the way you live your life. And, like, I know another big all or nothing mindset thing that I'm sure you guys have seen all the time too is okay, I messed up my plan, this elaborate plan I had starting Monday, it's Wednesday, I've messed it all up you know, fuck it, thrown in the towel. I'm just gonna start, next start over <laughs> next Monday. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. We we still have all these other days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Uh, just pick it, it back up. Just take it. It's sometimes if it's easier, take it choice by choice, minute by minute. Like mm-hmm. it's time for you to make lunch. You open the fridge. Okay, what's a really good supportive choice I can make right now? Versus overthinking it with these huge, elaborate perfectionist goals. Yeah,
2: I love that.
0: Mm. People are crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On this note, you guys can probably already guess what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about mindset. Um, specifically, I really want to get into self-sabotage. That was a really big theme coming up when mm. Kenzie and I were having conversations earlier. When we were planning for the podcast. So we're just going to dive right in. But before we get into the juicy stuff, I want you to share your journey that led you to mindset. Because you know I think it's really interesting, like the evolution that happened and the why behind it. So I was just wondering if you could speak to that a bit.
2: Yes. So uh, journey started, I was in corporate and always dreamed of climbing the corporate ladder. Like, I'm going to be this big, bad CEO. I'm going to be like the top of the company. And (laughs) so right out of college, got my first corporate job. And I hated it because it was just no boundaries. I was expected to answer my phone 24-7, drop all my plans, whatever. It just was miserable. And I remember like sitting in the break room one day and just, I had this salad in front of me, which wasn't even a salad because I like didn't know how to be healthy. (laughs) And I remember thinking, this cannot be as good as life gets. This cannot be it. Like there has to be so much more. And so for me, it really started as a health journey. I joined the gym and I started eating healthier and I became a health coach And I thought, you know, if there's women, if I was struggling with this, because I was an athlete growing up, like I thought I knew what I was doing, but once I got out of that and was in corporate, I just lost sight of what health was and how to make myself feel good. And so I thought if I'm struggling with this, other women have to be, and I really wanted to help people. So became a health coach, became a personal trainer, all while still working corporate. And when I was personal training, you know, people weren't showing up, they weren't making changes, Self-confidence was really low. And I just thought like something is missing here. You know, what, how else can I impact my clients because there's a missing piece to the puzzle? And just by chance, obviously I look back and I see how everything came together, but somebody mentioned NLP to me, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and that is working with the subconscious mind. And so I was at this conference and somebody mentioned it, and then the guy did, the guy that was presenting did a little demonstration, and I was like, I have to learn how to do this. And so I got certified, it was a few years of certification, and um That started my journey as a life coach. And then I was still in corporate in a different job and I wanted to do it full time, but was scared. I was holding myself back. I was very comfortable in a cushy job. And uh, one day I got called into my manager's office and I got laid off. Mm -hmm. And so that was really the kick in the butt I needed to kind of dive off the cliff. And luckily I have the most supportive husband ever. He was like, you know what? Stop searching for other corporate jobs. Like just go after your business. And so that is what I've been doing ever since, helping other women realize that like They get to live these big lives. And when I talk about big lives, you know, it could be owning a business. It could be that they want to be a stay-at-home mom. It could be, you know, they want to own a farm, whatever it is. It can be whatever your dream life is. But helping women women realize that they get to do that, they get to dream, and they can actually make those dreams possible.
1: Wow. I love it. That mission feels like so... I really, really resonate with your mission. That's really beautiful. And I love how much your journey too, I feel like probably really well prepares you to coach people because you're like, look, I'm like I had the moment in I've, the break room I've over been my through it. Self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, I've been I get it. it.
2: <laughs> yes. And it's like Funny because, you know, when you're in the moment, like me and Eric called up a pity party. Like when you're feeling sorry for yourself, oh, you're like, I just need to throw parties. a pity party. <laughs> yeah, we love yes. pity parties, but we don't let ourselves sit in it. You know, it's whatever. Sometimes it's longer if it's something big. And so when I got laid off, I got the pity party for a couple weeks. But like once I got out of that and I can look back at the entire journey, I'm like, okay. Like everything really came together. And it's so... Hard to trust when you're in it. Mm. But then when you get to the other side, you're like, okay, like that's it all it all worked out the way it was supposed to.
1: Yeah. I know I had a similar experience when I was starting my business. There was so much that was shifting with COVID. I was like, I I did not feel ready. I was very fearful. And then I was like, <laughs> you know what? I gotta go, I gotta go in. And so I went in sooner than I thought I was quote unquote ready for. But I relate mm-hmm. to what you're saying a lot, is like it all you see, oh, this was actually very intentionally what needed to happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think your story's uh not that it's not unique, but like a lot of people when they get like let go from a job or something, they're like, I got two choices. And it's like, well, if you already like hated your life, why would you go back to that? Right,
2: right. like let's change it. And that's what I would say to people. I'm like, change it. You have the power to change it. But it's hard to see it when you're in it, you know? Yeah.
1: It Do you doubt. feel like when you talk to people, and they're like when they let's say you hear someone having the, this pity party, and maybe it's a client having the pity party, and it's like, okay, you but you have the power to change it. Do you feel like people can really, un, like, feel that and like take ownership of that, or is it just like, no, I can't?
2: <laughs> I think it depends where the person's at in their journey because with you're in the beginning of learning about just mindset and life and like pursuing your dreams it's like what are you talking about like this is just life is just what it is mm-hmm. but if they've started to really understand the power of the subconscious they they're you know, they're interested in self-growth, those are the people that I think can grasp it easier and be like, okay, you're right. And then like we talked about earlier, what are those baby steps? And that's what I help my clients do, whether they're at the beginning or they can grasp it. But sometimes people are just, what I say, like sitting in their shit, like they're just (laughs) not ready to make the change and that's okay, right? Like sometimes they have to do some of that healing work first to be able to realize they can change it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like to really understand your true power at your core. Mm -hmm. So I have a loaded question. What do you think is the biggest barrier to people prioritizing themselves, their health, their well-being, their self-care?
2: I would say to me it's it's an overwhelm and a what they think is lack of time. The overwhelm comes from there's so much information out there and there's so many different things. I mean, you just think about somebody who wants to get healthier and like you Google like how to get healthier. There's going to be hundreds of options that come up (laughs) and then you get so overwhelmed that you do nothing. And so to me, that is like the biggest barrier. And that's why I love, you know, coaches and people who have the steps for them, because it's like, let me just take all this guesswork out of it for you and show you the steps to get there. And then time or what they think is lack of time is just I think overwhelm plays into that because they're like, I don't even know where to start. I need hours a day. And it's like, how about just 30 minutes? Start with 30 minutes and either do a 30 minute meditation or move your body for 30 minutes or make a really yummy meal for 30 minutes. Whatever it is, start small. And like the better you feel, the more you're going to prioritize those things.
1: That's a good answer. Ro, what do you think is your like your assessment? Um, because I feel like we all work with clients in this way. I'm like curious to hear your opinion as you stroke your chin over there on your yeah, beard. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I know.
0: I'm like looking out into the window, like, yeah, life, life is life. Um, I think, I, th- you know, we've talked about it a lot, um, like the war chest, right, Brooke? Where so many people want all the answers right away, and this is almost exactly what Kenzie's saying, right? Is that like they're there are an infinite amount of options and it's like, okay, which, which one do I go with? It's like, we know that if people go A for two weeks, B for two weeks, C for two weeks, they're going to get nowhere. And then they're going to be like, Oh, I should have never started. This is not for me. Let me go back to in my case, right? Not being healthy or maybe in Ken's case, not chasing my dream or whatever my big life is. Um, But it's, it's always just like that paralysis by analysis. like there's too many things going on. I don't know what to do, and that that the easiest thing to say is like, here's your here's you know, twelve days I want you to focus on for the next month. And after that, we'll talk about it, right? Like once people are like, Oh, I only made it to the gym once instead of three times, like that's one more than you were going last time. That's great. okay, let's try and get two out of three or two out of five, you know, whatever it is the next week. um, And just baby stepping it because so many people, like we just talked about, will say like, well, I didn't do it Monday. I missed the one. So let me just throw out the next two to five days of any sort of activity, any sort of, you know, making what we think are small changes um, because I messed up once. So it's just like kind of, taking this war test and being like, look at all these fun things, but here's one toy. Here's one weapon. Let's focus in on on that. It's funny. It's like all the same thing, right? Just (laughs) within our own (laughs) little section. Within our own niche, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) It seems like it's, I think there's also a sense of comfort sometimes. Like, even if we don't feel good, you're used to not feeling good. Like, or Mm -hmm. even if you hate your job, you're used to your job. You know what to expect. Yeah. And I think that there's just this sense of comfort sometimes. And it is hard because, you know, you kind of run on autopilot. So we're asking people from all the different angles we work with people to really be intentional to create a new way, a new pathway of doing things. And so that can be, I would say, more challenging, too.
0: Yeah. I think it's also like there's something to be said about it being a skill, right? It's a skill to be able to pivot into something new or a skill to have resilience right and and say like oh this is uncomfortable but i will keep moving through it and if you have always done the same thing or worked the same job for 20 years or like you know kenzie if you'd been like i just want to keep climbing this corporate ladder right like you don't you never really stepped out of a different kind of comfort zone or a different way that was going to stress you and then The second you feel anything that's kind of pushing you, you're like, "Ooh, that's I don't like that. I'm going to go back. Mm -hmm. So it's I think that's also like, you know, part of the reason why I enjoy what I do is because when we get people to exercise and train and do the things like it is uncomfortable. Like there is some inherent pain that comes with, you know, lifting a weight or running longer than you normally did. But you get used to that and then you get normalized to it. And then you push a little further. So it's like that skill of being able to to just keep pushing without it being like, I'm scared. I got to go back.
2: That ties so well into self-sabotage, what you just said. Um, because it is. Because
0: I'm a pro in- at that. So.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. <laughs> Um, because it's literally programmed into your subconscious. I call it like your map of the world. We all have a different map of the world just based on how you were raised and the people around you. And so your map of the world is what keeps you safe. And so if something feels uncomfortable, your brain is like, ooh, that's not part of our map. We're not going to do that. That's not who we are. And so that is so important to recognize. I always say to people, when you feel uncomfortable or when you feel fear, like think about it. Is it true fear because there's, a safety issue, you're actually going to get hurt? Or is it the fear that, you know, it's just you're going to get uncomfortable for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then the more you do it, and the more you become uncomfortable, then that becomes part of your map. Now, oh, I am the person that goes and lifts weights three days a week, you know, it just becomes part of who you are. And so it's so important to recognize like what true fear is, whether it's a safety issue or not.
1: Yeah. How would you help someone move through that? Like, what tools can someone use? I guess, or is there advice of, okay, I'm, I recognize this isn't like a true safety issue fear. How can I begin to move forward, like, towards that fear and like overcome that?
2: Yeah. So, what I always say to people, and like, it's not easy, right? Or it's going to be uncomfortable. I can't just like snap my fingers and it happens for you. There's definitely tools we can use like hypnotherapy and NLP to help it be become like part of who you are. But to me, it's recognizing where you are self-sabotaging. So like, where do you consistently not follow through? Or where are you procrastinating or being a perfectionist? And then it's Truly what I call, like, I think, Brooke, I'm not sure about you, Ro, but like grounding in, you know, taking a couple deep breaths, planting your feet on the floor and kind of thinking through it and saying, is this something that I should be scared of or am I uncomfortable because it's new? Typically, it's going to be because it's new. And then it is pushing yourself to say, let's just try it one time the more you push, the more you follow through, the more your brain starts to trust you and say, oh, I am the person that gets up on the stage, or I am the person that works out, or I am the person that, you know, puts my health first. And so it really is, it's like almost exposure therapy, like it's (laughs) really pushing yourself to do it. And even if again, it's that baby step, it's like, Speak If it's public speaking, I just think that's an easy example. Speaking in front of two people and then speaking in front of five and then ten, you know, work your way up and then your body starts to realize, oh, okay, this is safe. I feel safe to do this.
0: Yeah. I, I think in uh, – we were kind of talking about it uh, a couple weeks ago, Brooke, with uh, cold baths, right? I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I shit on cold baths a lot for a lot of reasons because I think there's a lot of hype behind them. them. Um no no yeah they the they're, they're great for a lot of reasons right but uh I think I made this comment once on the podcast and for sure a billion times in my life when uh people are like oh like I take a cold bath because it like mentally makes me stronger and it's like a stressor that teaches me blah blah, blah. and my immediate reaction to was like look if you need like a bath to feel like you need some more stress in your life then like you need to reevaluate your life, right? You have to do things that are actually going to stress you. But stepping back from being just like an asshole, right? It is uh, it is like for some people, like could be that one thing that gets them going in the morning. Like I know that when I start my days lifting, my day is automatically better because I've done the one thing I knew I had to do. Like, and it's ingrained in me, right? It's more of a habit now than it was um, if it was like, I'm changing my life now and I want to do this. And once I do that, everything gets better. But like, if that is the first step you need to take to make yourself either think or feel like you are someone who can can take on challenges or someone that can deal with stress better, like, you know, who am I to say that that's not going to help you or that that's like bad for you. Um, So it's just, I think that that kind of ties in with what you said where, you know, your brain gets a new little pathway, a little section of the map that just like, you can handle this stress. You can handle mm-hmm. two minutes of uncomfortableness, like, and, you know, the next time you're in an uncomfortable position, you're like, oh, this is, this is not worse than being in that bath or, like, here are some strategies that I used in that bath that can help me in life or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I will – be nice for once and say, like, <laughs> continue to use that if that's what helps you. But that that goes into the taking small steps to make big life changes.
2: Yeah. And it's almost like the lesson or maybe the discipline that comes from doing the cold yeah. plunge. Obviously, like Brooke, I know you and I, it's more like health benefits for getting, you know, into your um, parasympathetic nervous system and all those. But even if it's like, wow, I'm the person that can sit in this ice bath and like, I can show up and do it every day. If yeah. that's what helps them start to realize, like, I can do hard things, then exactly. that's awesome, you know?
1: Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like these tiny little confidence boosters in a way. I had this, like, really weird, like, spiritual experience working out the other day. Before you laugh at me, Ro, <laughs> hear me out. No, that I get I have a spiritual <laughs> experience every,
0: every time I work out. I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to be... <laughs> Maybe an, this is a, why you like it, but I don't know i never
1: really <laughs> experienced this. I was it was the end of a very challenging workout and at the end it was this like nonstop 5 minute abs sequence and gross my trainer like and it's progressively gets harder so she's like you know i eventually i tune her out and i was ready to give up because i was just it uncomfortable really i'm i'm tired my muscles are like my neck's cramping at this point cuz it's been a minute since i worked out <laughs> but then i was like it's really just in my mind. My body can handle it, I'm not gonna die and I'm gonna keep going. And it was almost like this out of body experience where I was able to finish the whole five minutes workout like seamlessly and it's almost like I was not even there. It was the craziest thing. And afterwards she said something to me and I was like, I don't know, something just clicked. It was like, I can do this. My mind is telling me I can't and I'm not gonna give up right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like you get those, in my case, right, like it's been a long time since I've done it for multiple reasons, but anytime you get under a bar that could quite literally kill you, if you don't come up with it, you're like, oh, sweet. It's just time to black out and do what I need to do. And then afterwards you're like, oh, wow, I did that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I tapped into something, whether it's like primal or mental. And it sounds really dumb when you look at it like objectively, because these people, and I say these people being me, gym rats, we'll go to the gym and be like, yo, like I'm a Viking and I'm a killer and blah, blah. blah." It's like, all you did was lift a piece of fucking metal. You know, it's like not that profound, but like, if it is to you, if it gets you to push you in in a certain way, then like, I'm all for it. Like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do that? So yes, every workout is a spiritual experience for me, which is why I continue to go. I don't go to church because I go to the church of iron. So it's. It's all good. <laughs> Love that. <The> Church of <laughs> <Iron>. <laughs> Sorry, mom
2: and dad. Love it.
1: Kenzie, you mentioned is it NLP? Yep. NLP. I don't know a lot about it, but I've heard Me this neither. term. Can you tell uh-huh. us more?
2: Yes, so neuro-linguistic programming is all about working with the subconscious. So like I said, we all have a map of the world and that map of the world is created from the time you're zero to seven years old. And so I always say, like mm-hmm. I jokingly say, do you want seven-year-old you running your life? Probably not, you know?
0: Yes.
2: But the- <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's probably happier. <laughs> <For
2: sure. laughs> that is true. And so like that's why where some of the other work comes in, like inner child work. Because it's like, (laughs) kids have so much fun. Why can't we have fun as adults, you know? Um, But so neuro-linguistic programming is really tapping into that subconscious mind. And there's all different tools, including hypnotherapy, to help people kind of change that map of the world that was created from zero to seven. So I have so many clients who have limiting beliefs of, you know, why, why do I deserve to do this? Or I'm not good enough. Or, um, you know, I, I can't do whatever the thing is. And so typically, that belief was given to them when they were a kid. And it could be something as little as someone saying to you, like, you can't do that. Why would you think you can go do, you know, try out for that sport or whatever it is. But that's ingrained in their mind now. They're constantly thinking whether they know it or not, Why would I be able to do that? Why me? Mm -hmm. And so we see that show up in their adult life. You know, I'm not going to apply for the job. I'm not going to get uncomfortable and try a new hobby, whatever it is they're going after. And so we're able to use different NLP tools or hypnotherapy to help them start to change that belief so that they can do the things that they want to do.
0: Interesting. So is it is, you know, I, I like I was on TikTok or something and it was one of the uh, thousands of things that pop up on my For You page, but they were talking about, I think it was like some sort of business tactic where if someone's like, oh, this is expensive, and you said like, yes, but, as opposed to yes, and, then it's kind of like, not that it tricks people, but it's like a certain way to say something. It is it more like a certain way of saying words or phrases to yourself? Because that's what I think of, at least when I'm putting together like neuro-linguistic programming, or is it like, I, I don't know, more specific or yeah, more you're, you're basic. Really
2: you're spot on. Um, so linguistic is absolutely the words that we use. So with the tools I use, it's about the words that I use when I'm talking to them. Hypnotherapy is all about using specific words to help them. But then um, also the words that you use with yourself. So, for example, if I say to you, don't think of a purple elephant. What do you think of? A,
1: a purple green elephant. Green cat. You did not. You thought
2: of a purple elephant. Automatically,
0: I was like, it's like, don't think of it. Think of something else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, then your mindset is good. But so we think a lot of people think in pictures or we think in pictures. So you have to picture the thing to not picture it. So you had to picture Mm. the purple elephant and then think, don't think of it. Right. And so when we say like, I don't want, I don't want any debt. Your brain is just hearing debt debt, debt, debt. So we want to say like, I want to be debt free, things like that. Hmm. So our brain does not process negatives. And so we want to cut out the negatives. And that's why we talk about being toward, toward thinking. What do you want oh, like instead of what thinking. don't you want?
0: Okay. Okay. That's yeah. I, I think it's like, uh. I, so I, I train a, a professional golfer and also I've used golf in teaching my motor learning in performance class once where um a lot of golfers especially professional will be like don't hit it into the water right and then like what do they do they just yak it right into the water and it's like why yeah. the fuck did that happen i did the one thing i wasn't supposed to do yeah because their uh, brain heard teach... hit it
2: into the water
0: yeah 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 <laughs> and so we teach our coaches to you know be better about the way they talk and then we teach our athletes to not think those things so um that's cool I, I didn't know that there was like a specific term for it or that um a lot of people probably do it right like in their normal lives without thinking about it and i'm sure it's a lot more intentional like what you do but i'm hoping that a, the listeners are like oh like i do that maybe i should mm-hmm. do less of the negative talk or you know just be more uh i don't know better about talking about things. Yeah.
2: And that's such a, I don't want to say simple shift. Cause at first it feels hard. Right. But once you start talking about the things you do want, it's much easier to talk that way than be like, Oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. And you can actually talk about the things you do want. And especially with that, I just thinking about how you talk about like with golfers, like hit it, don't hit it into the water for sports, especially, visualization is huge because Mm -hmm. our brain thinks in pictures. And so even with like athletes, it'd be huge to have them sit down and like visualize whatever they're trying to win, you know, visualize themselves, you know, hitting the ball or running the touchdown or whatever. But that visualization, then your brain goes, Oh, that's possible. I could get the touchdown. I could get the hole in one, whatever. Yeah.
1: There's this rock climber. I can't remember his name andra something i don't know he's famous for bouldering and he gets really into the mindset stuff and he will like lay on a carpet like close his eyes and visualize taking each hold and he makes all these Mm -hmm. crazy noises like he's like really grabbing each hold to like get to the (laughs) top it's like (laughs) he's like a
0: voice actor (laughs) yes it was
1: like it's so intense because he's already this very animated human Uh, there's a documentary about it and it blew my mind, but he's the best. Like he's one of the best boulders in the world. And he really accredits that process of visualization and like seeing himself accomplishing these things as a reason why. So I love that you brought that up.
2: Yeah. I love
1: that. Adam Andra. Maybe that's it. I don't remember. Another thing is you were talking that like my mind went to is when you are like your map of the world is really zero to seven. I'm like, what would happen if we programmed these tiny little humans minds with all the things they can do and all Mm -hmm. that they're capable of, you know, like what would they grow up to be like?
2: Ugh, it's like so terrifying to me. One of my clients brought up this the other day because they were like, okay, so because you do this work and like, you know, the impact of the words that you use and the things that kids see, they're like, how can you like send your kids to daycare or to let somebody else like take care of them? And I was like, I can't, like I wouldn't be able to because I don't (laughs) want some people to say certain things to them. And even um, my niece, she just turned two. And so my sister's kind of in the same realm as me. She's very into like intentional words. And so we say to my niece, like, you're so powerful. You're so strong. Like we use words and so we don't tell her that she's shy. You know, like we use words to help her in the long run. But, like, to your point, how cool would it be if people really realized the impact of their words and the things that kids are seeing, how this will shape them as humans? Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Too much.
0: I know. Don't bring any kids into this world.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's all good. And I do
2: always say, I'm like, even if you had the best, best parents, like, dream parents they're still gonna mess you up in one way or another you know there's just it's just life and so it's okay it's
0: not an out mom and dad by the way you just (laughs) mess me up okay yeah no I yeah I think But you know yeah I won't even get into that I agree
1: well one of the (laughs) things you talk about a lot on social media that I wanted to pick your brain about is kind of this idea of like rewriting your story or changing your story Mm -hmm. So is this kind of one of the tools that you work through of like, if you've got this, like this stuck in your subconscious, maybe way back in the day from someone said something to you of like, this is your story of how this is going to pan out. How does that work to rewrite the story?
2: Yeah. So if you're, you know, people have a story and they repeat it over and over the more you repeat it, just like we were talking about that repetition of like changing the habit. The more you tell your story about who you are the things you do like that is ingrained over and over and over again and so people will say like oh i'm just not lucky everything goes wrong for me i can't i can never get this never works out you know woe is me okay well that's your story and that's how your life is going to continue to go because that's the energy you're putting out that's the your brain is working to make that your reality And so when we talk about changing your story, we have to change on the identity level. So I just used this example the other day. It's like people are like, well, when I run five miles, then I'll become a runner. And it's like, Ah. no, what do you need to do to like be the runner now? What would the runner do? They would eat healthy. They would train, you know, they'd start with a mile you have to change on the identity level. And so I talk to people, I call it your highest self. How would your highest self show up in the world? What would he or she do, be, I say, what would they be doing or sorry, who would they be being, what would they be doing, and what would they have? Be, do, have. And I have them write this out. And I have them write it out as if all of these things have already happened. So present tense, you know, I'm the person that wakes up every day, and I go work out, and then I went to blah, 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 whatever it is, as if it's already happened. When Mm. their subconscious starts to hear these things, that repetition, they start to believe, on the identity level that they are this person. And so for my clients, we build out that version of them and then I typically build like a hypnotherapy for them and then they listen to that every single day. Because the repetition of who they want to become gets into their subconscious and it builds that, you know, new neural link for them of becoming that person.
1: How long does it take to build a new neural pathway like that if it's something that's been like really ingrained in you from like being a kid? Yeah,
2: I would say it depends because there might be other work you have to do to start to shift that. But even like a lot of my clients, you know, they'll come back to me a month or three months later and they'll be like, whoa, I used to, you know, do this. And now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't done it in months. So for a lot of people, it is this like you're not going to leave a session and be like, I'm a whole new person, like I'm changed. But the consistency of listening to that and showing up and taking action Usually, after a couple months, you start to see that change.
0: In in your experience, Ken, how do you? Um, so I'm thinking of someone that maybe tells themselves like, "I'm a winner," or "This is what I do right." They've they've kind of taken steps towards towards that, um, and they have. Let's say they are a competitor, and they have this experience where they get shelled. So I'm thinking of like a pitcher, right? Because I'm in baseball now, but a pitcher who's like. You know, I'm um, the best, blah, blah, blah. like doing every, all the work, right? Mm-hmm. And they go up and they just get rocked. And I mean, just like to the point where it's like, wow, you let 11 runs and that's crazy, right? Not that that would happen. They'd pull them long before then, but like <laughs> at, know, at what point is it like someone who is like actively doing the work and saying these things and it's like delusion? Right. And I don't know if that's like an insensitive question to ask, but I'm I'm just wondering, like, because I think we all know some people that are like, yeah, I'm this way. I do this and that. But like you don't do any of that. So I'm really confused as to like, are you lying to yourself or like yeah. is there work that we're not seeing? Like, could you speak to speak to that? Or do you have experience with that?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna take like two different stances. <laughs> I'd say like one when I heard you say like, well, I know you and you don't do any of that. For me, it's like, are you living in integrity and actually taking action towards the things that you say you are? So when I think about, you know, somebody's highest self, and they're like, well, my highest self, um, you know, every day gets outside and like gets sunshine and, you know, gets into nature. And it's like, are you actually doing those things Like you actually have to show up and take action? We can't just sit here and be like, I like make a million dollars a year, but it just plops onto my lap. Like, What are the actions you're taking towards that? Right. So that's a, a piece that people miss is like, are you actually taking action and living as your highest self, but then also coming to the piece of somebody maybe who does have a really healthy mindset and they just get rocked, right? Like they just, you know, it, what did you say? They get struck out like 11 times Yeah, or no, they
0: get shot. Like they allow 11 runs, right? 11 yeah.
2: runs. So for me, that's like such a test of your mindset because just because you have these beliefs doesn't mean that like it's always going to go 100% sure. for you. But for me, that's a test of can you hold your mindset strong and say, okay, well, next inning, I'm going to come back and I'm going to show up again and I'm going to try again. And it's like, I always say like, failure is feedback. So for that pitcher, like that's feedback for him. What didn't work that inning and what's he going to shift into the next inning? And that's the mindset piece of like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. That to me is a strong mindset, not the mindset of like, I'm the shit, like I can do anything. You know, there's a difference, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I think that makes perfect sense.
1: I love Rose thinking face like he's like when he does dig- like, what else you got when he digests me? information he's like mm, yeah.
0: I do kind of chew on it I'm like yeah okay yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah. I love it awesome thank you so much for coming on with us today Kenzie I feel like this is a really important topic that we probably don't talk enough about um, definitely not no you know and There sometimes can be such a disconnect and you see people constantly make choices that aren't aligned with what they want and who they want to be. And this is like really the foundational work that needs to happen before you can even sometimes tackle some of those health goals. Like, because if you don't believe you can and you're not going to commit to yourself, like there's an underlying reason why that needs to be addressed. So I really think this is important work.
0: Yeah. 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 And like if, if you are like a listener who's like, wow, like I I can talk better to myself or, you know, like just whatever we talked about. Or if you're a practitioner who's like, oh, like this is what I see in my clients or this is what I see in the people I, I work with. Like, I don't know. I think, you know, for me, I, I think I've done a, a good job of trying to shift the way I talk to people and, and especially my athletes. But it's always good to hear the stuff where I'm like, oh, like I, I didn't think about that. Let me. Let me change something that may click for somebody else because, you know, like I talked about earlier, someone can be hearing this and be like, well, it's a ton of bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, one person could be like, oh, I am going to do cold baths, right? So I yeah. think having tools, whether it's for yourself or for an athlete or people you work with, like, it's it's good to have different tools because different people will connect to, you know, different messages. So thank you for coming on and and talking about a little bit what you do and giving us a deeper dive into what exactly mindset uh, can be.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. And we will definitely put all of your contact info and resources and links in the show notes for anyone who wants to follow along. I love to follow Kenzie on Instagram, but I'm sure you have other awesome places where people can connect with you. So we'll (laughs) make sure those are in the show notes. And on that note... just followed you. Row, would you like to take us out?
0: I will. Cue that music. Everyone have a good rest of your day and week. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode.
0: Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROIHealth. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, Visit GetROIHealth.com.
1: You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit WestNutrition.co.
0: And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at HealthUnfilteredPod. Catch you next time.